This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome in to the CHGO Bears podcast, another training camp edition. Adam Hogan, Nicholas Moriano with you. A little late. We apologize for the technical difficulties. Um, You know, the internet's a wild place. You guys know this. Bears Twitter knows this. And quite frankly, we have no idea what happened there. It's Bragg's fault, obviously. It's obviously Bragg's fault. It's something to do with the fact that he lives in Indiana, is my guess. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... I don't know, but here I am now. I guess now I'm doing your show. Thanks, Braggs. Much appreciated for doing nothing. Um, and uh, as as Doug Van Doren asked in the chat, he said, as a former Comcast over-the-phone tech support representative, I feel qualified to ask, have you turned it off and back on again? Uh, yes, and that's why we're here. You know, Doug, um, it's crazy. that's funny, but also <laughs> I uh, still have PTSD from 9,000 people asking me that last week over the phone, so uh, I don't appreciate it. Um, I have to say, this was not an internet issue, 100% not. There was, we were having some weird feedback thing going on. doesn't matter. Let's jump into the show. We're all good. Yeah. We're here. We're here to break down one. football. Lawrence is here to save the day. Uh, Carm, we could also blame Carm because he's not here at all. There he is. Look at that guy. That guy looks like somebody whose fault this is. Ashland, like, like Adam Shaheen? Ashland? That that is looks that oh my. That looks like an Adam Shaheen. That's questionable. Baseball softball jersey. I don't I don't just what a what a human being that guy is, Mark Carmen. He was a talk actually after you left um Hallis Hall, we started talking about Mark Carmen and him going to camp. So he's, he's always the talk of the town whenever wherever he's at. So <laughs> hope he's having fun. Yes. All right. Well, we are going to start the show as we normally do. Uh, we are in a two-man formation today, which is fine. We're excited to be here. Um, the Today's practice ended up being closed to the public. It was one of those that was not fully open to begin with. They were trying to actually, I think, redo the community day, which got canceled the first day of training camp. And then uh, Mother Nature said, nope, we're going to put that on hold again. It's We're going to have it rain again today. And it's been raining all day. So Bears ended up inside. Uh, they were kind of planning a lighter practice today anyway, coming off the game and these padded practices coming up against the Colts. But Nick and I were there and have it covered for you. Uh, we'll start, as always, with our best and worst. Yeah, my best for today's practice was number 94, Rasheem Green, having just a consistent pass rush throughout the entirety of practice. And the Bears were not in full pads, just shells today. But Rasheem Green has showed up in practices. That's what he's consistently done throughout training camp, and he was with the first string today, opposite side of Yannick Ngakwe, but thought Rasheem Green had a good practice and was in the backfield. My worst, though, happened a lot in the red zone. It was actually between Justin Fields and, and Darnell Mooney. There were two misconnections on two different plays, one where it looked like Mooney just wasn't even looking for the ball, and Fields threw it. It was an incomplete pass, and then... Fields almost uh, almost got picked by Kyler Gordon. He was thrown from the left hash on an out route and just didn't have enough on it to try to get to Mooney in the front right portion of the pylon. And, you know, Gordon almost made a fantastic play there. But two times Fields and Mooney tried to connect, and usually that's a good connection worth having. Just didn't uh, happen in today's practice. Yeah, that was part of uh, part of my worst, uh, one of the plays. By the way, I was just thinking to myself, if you're listening to this as a podcast, you have no idea what we were talking off the top. And um, 
So that's Braggs' fault, too, we'll just say. Uh, but <laughs> like the, the podcaster's like, oh, everything's fine. What are you talking about? So um, my best, though, it's a common best. It's what it keeps happening. And it happened in the game on Saturday, too. And I just want to keep reemphasizing it because it's such a good thing. DJ Moore is really good at football because, again, today was not a great day for the offense. But despite that, it's like every time they threw it to two, he made a sick catch or was wide open. Um, there's one in the back of the end zone, great route, great ball from Justin Fields against Tyreek Stevenson. Um, there was one deep right towards the sideline against Jalen Johnson. Doesn't seem to matter who's on DJ Moore. Um, he's just a really good NFL wide receiver. The bears are really uh, fortunate to have him. What a trade, uh, you know, that that's been at least so far, no regular season games have been played, but just another day where I just walked out of there going, man, DJ Moore, he's the best thing on the field. And I think it's almost like this team's getting used to those connections happening because one of the big plays uh, that Fields and Moore connected on, like the offense didn't even celebrate. It's like, oh, there's another deep play to, you know, DJ Moore down the right sideline. Consistent. He's been doing it all, all training camp. So I think they're almost getting used to the big plays to happen now. Uh, my best, or excuse me, my worst, though, uh, involved more than just the one play you mentioned the Mooney, it was just that whole sloppy goal line, mm-hmm. uh, low red area session that they had. There was a delayed game, which can't happen. Uh, the next play was the play. I think you were talking about where Mooney was not looking. Uh, eventually Justin Fields ran it in for a touchdown, which it's hard to tell if a live rep, if that actually would have been a touchdown or not. Um, but then there was another play right after that where Kyler Gordon had a really nice pass breakup on Darnell Mooney, Mm -hmm. but he was open. It shouldn't have been that close. It's like Justin threw it a little bit too far behind Mooney, I think, or at least from my vantage point, there was enough separation there that you got to find a way to get it over the top of the corner or fit it in there because it just did not look to me like a pass that should have been uh, broken up with as much separation as Darnell Mooney, and he ran a nice route on that play. Um, so it just, yeah, it just, that whole sequence there, I just was like, oh, this is not great. Yeah. And I think you even saw it with the second team as well with PJ Walker and his quarterback, like the execution just wasn't there, especially in like in the team drills, um, not even when they were in the red zone, but where they had to try to drive down the field, like that second team offense trying to move the ball, just, it just wasn't working with PJ Walker. Um, he was almost intercepted a couple times. First playing seven on seven, he was picked off, uh, by Kendall Vildor. So it just wasn't the best overall execution in all all three levels, first string, second string, and even third string there. Um, so, but on the other side of that is always the defense, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it's interesting watching this defensive line. And now that we've had a game under their belts and been able to watch some of the film from that game, starting to get some better vibes, I feel like, with this defensive line. And, and sometimes all it takes is adding one big player. Mm-hmm. At the, it's the same thing that happened with the wide receivers, right? You had DJ Moore at the top. Everyone falls down a little bit. And all of a sudden, the, the room looks much better. I'm not saying that, you know, Yannick and Gakwe's to DJ Moore's level as an acquisition, but it's still sort of that same thing where you started to see Yannick incorporated in the team drills today. And then all of a sudden, Dominique Robinson, okay, now he's coming off the bench. Uh, Terrell Lewis, who's been looking pretty good, he's coming off the bench. And on the opposite side, Rasheem Green, I mean, he was tearing it up at practice today. Granted, no pads, mm-hmm. but these were the type of reps that I point to every once in a while, even without pads, where it's just like when a guy beats his guy so cleanly that there's not even much contact, you you know that, okay, that was a real rep. And there was one where he just beat Cole Komet to the yes. inside so fast that he... he he uh, was it Roshan Johnson? I think he tackled? it was Khalil Herbert who would end up in the backfield. Okay, yeah. whichever the running back was, Green just kind of ran him over accidentally. Uh-huh. That yep. like like everybody like sort of for a second was like, "Hey, you're not supposed to." You know, there's no pads on. There shouldn't be any. But it was legitimately accidental because he just won the rep so fast that he just oh, there's the running back, and that that's how quick the play happened. So mm-hmm. he continues to look good, Green. When Yannick Ngakwe's out there, all of a sudden you're like, oh, maybe there's a little bit more juice here than 
maybe we thought from the defensive ends, and then I've been very vocal about how much I like the depth of the def- interior of the line now that they have the two rookies there. So I'm not saying it's going to be a strength of the team by any means, but it's starting to come around a little bit to give you a little bit more optimism about that D-line. It could be a pleasant surprise, Adam, with all go. the additions yeah. that they have. And, you know, you saw Andrew Billings, who I think would have gotten credited with a sack today on Justin Fields, and um, he got back there. Zach Pickens batted down a pass at the line of scrimmage in today's practice. Dominique Robinson, you know, is flashed. And even, like, if you go to the preseason game, Dom Rob set up Zach Pickens to get his sack. So I think you're seeing they always talk about four is one with this defensive line, and there's going to be so many different rotations. They're doing all this, too, without Demarcus Walker right now. So I think that when you look at all the guys they have there, they all have individual skill sets, and they're starting to work together with one another. And that's it's really encouraging to see because there was a lot of doubt about this defensive line going into this season. But maybe, like you said, Adam, adding the one guy at the top puts everyone down a little bit. And now you're seeing guys like Travis Gibson play, you know, with his head on fire. He did it in the preseason game. So you're starting to see more individuals step their game up. And I think that's a really good thing for the Bears defense. You always have to be careful about preseason results. Uh, most preseason games are completely forgotten for good mm-hmm. reason. Um, but every once in a while, there's something that, I mean, I, 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 you at least got to acknowledge it, that it happened. And for the Bears to have eight sacks yeah, on Saturday, like something was going right there, whether it's scheme or just the, the players involved. Uh, it was nice to see all those rookies on the inside make some type of splash play throughout the course of the game. By the way, Jervon Dexter's okay. I know there's some concern about him because he was limping around in the middle part of that game. And, um, I was pretty confident that it was just some type of thigh bruise, and I'm guessing that's what it was. He was back at practice today, no problem. Um, So that's encouraging. I I just... Eight sacks is something to me. You know, (laughs) again, maybe we'll never remember that it ever happened because it was a preseason performance, but it's certainly better than the alternative, right? Where you're sitting here, they haven't signed Yannick Ngakwe, the guys they did sign. I mean, just look at Rasheem Green and Terrell Lewis. These are guys that were were former, somewhat highly thought of draft mm-hmm. picks. They're both third rounders, right? I believe so. I Green is a third yeah. rounder, and that's what I think, I think Lewis Terrell, was. Yeah. They come from, uh, Green came from USC, Lewis came from Alabama. So they're, you know, they're players with pedigree that just for whatever reason haven't you know, stuck where they're at. And in Lewis's case, a lot of it's injury. But it's not like they're just complete bums that were picked up just to fill out this roster. There's, they're, they're in some ways more like reclamation projects. And if you can hit on one of them, your depth at the position's a lot better. No, absolutely. And like we have a comment right here, scheme looks with stunts and twists. So you did see that. But when you look at the edge rushers in Travis Gibson, Terrell Lewis, I mean, those are guys just winning one-on-one matchups. They're getting around the edge, being able to show that bend and get upfield and get the quarterback. And so I think that's really, again, encouraging to see, especially for a guy like Gibson. He did face a lot of double teams last season. And when he got his chance to go one-on-ones, he had about five or six hurries in that preseason game. So it's good seeing just individual players develop a little bit and and show that I think, you know, Travis Smith's obviously the defensive line coach, uh, a big part of the reason why you're seeing maybe some of these guys on the lower end raise up their level of game. But it's good to see that from this, this group and hopefully it continues throughout the preseason. They got two more opportunities. And I think the bears are going to have a tough decision, Adam, like how many defensive ends do you realize or defensive linemen do you keep on this roster? Even if you just look at the edge position, like it's, it's kind of a, a tough, diff, it's, it's difficult to gauge right now at this moment. Well, that's exactly how I wanted to have this conversation today because like that was one of the realizations I was having in practice. For the first time, I'm going, hmm, there's going to be a tough cut here because Travis Gibson looked like he was maybe the odd man out and for mm-hmm. him to play that well on Saturday and then Rasheem Green comes back and has this awesome practice today, there, you're... What, what? I mean, I mean, I guess you could go five deep at that position. You got, okay, so you got Yannick, <laughs> you got Demarcus Walker. We're going to, pe- are we penciling in Dominique Robinson? Yeah, probably. Um, I don't think he's going anywhere. No, and then Rasheem, if Rasheem Green's number four, then gosh, man, that, that does become a very difficult conversation to have. But 
We got to see who steps up and, and, and we keep reading Demarcus Walker because he hasn't been out there. Yeah, I know, and who, I'm, hopefully he gets out there soon. But like these next two preseason games, these joint practices are I think are going to be huge for those bottom or you know those guys that are looking to really uh, solidify themselves on the 53 man roster. But it's a good problem to have because it seemed like the Bears didn't have enough guys that they can actually put out there that can be productive. Yeah, and. Um Isaiah Collins in the chat saying tough cuts means that we actually have a little bit of depth. I mean, I, I guess that's that's what I'm getting at. For the, and, and I haven't necessarily felt that until now. So this, this is what you call, at least in my opinion, like a productive training camp where you're having yep. legitimate competition, bring out the best in some guys. And I... I would guess right now that Allen Williams, Matt Eberflus, Ryan Poles feel a lot better about their defensive line now than they did even a few weeks ago. No doubt. And I think what it's going to come down to, I mean, if I'm, you know, a coach looking at this, like who is, who can play the run and also be able to get to the quarterback the best? Because like we've seen the flashes of getting after the quarterback, but there's, there were running backs getting to the outside edge in that preseason game. So whether it's green or if it's Gibson or whoever it may be, or Lewis, who can contain that edge the best and play, you know, be a good run defender as well in addition to being able to rush the passer, that's who I think is going to end up making this. So lots of proof for those guys that are trying to make this roster. Yeah, and and then behind the defensive line, um, we haven't heard a lot about what's going on with Tremaine Edmonds. Matty Refluce maintaining today, not going to give you anything on injuries. So instead I asked, all right, what has he been able to do mm-hmm. while he's been out? And I thought the answer was somewhat comforting because um, whatever's going on there, we don't really know the answer to that. Tremaine Edmonds has been able to participate in all the walkthroughs, Matt Eberflus said. So whether it's the morning walkthroughs before practice, the nightly walkthroughs, uh, usually towards the end of day at training camp, which are, are pretty standard. He's been out there because that's just a position that I start to worry a little bit about the chemistry aspect of it, right? Like he's the signal caller on defense. He's the guy that, and we've been seeing Jack Sanborn do that um, with Tremaine Edmonds out playing that mic instead. And that's another area where I think the bears really do have some legitimate depth. We talked about this last week for potentially four starting linebackers Mm -hmm. in what's really two and a half spots because you're nickel so much. Um, So, it's good competition. It's good uh, depth to have. It certainly doesn't hurt when, you know, the backup needs to come in and handle those responsibilities because they're going to be that much better at it if it comes to that in the regular season. And I don't really have much doubt that Tremaine Edmonds is going to come out there and be just fine. But it is nice to hear that whatever's going on there, he's in all the meetings, he's in all the walkthroughs, he's getting those at least mental reps and some mm-hmm. of those walkthrough reps. Um, so that whenever he comes back, and maybe he doesn't play in the preseason at all, um, then that there, you know, the defense won't skip a beat. Yeah, it makes it easier when you do have guys like Jack Sanborn and Noah Sewell who are playing, you know, pretty well at their respective positions. Like even in today's practice, Noah Sewell almost picked off Justin Fields. It was a, it was a tight window throw from Fields, and I think it was over to Moore on the left side. But Sewell's right there, and he came off to the sideline talking uh, to his position coach right after that. But he was in a good position. Jack Sanborn had a pass breakup on third down that was intended for Cole Komet, so you're seeing him make plays. But uh, it's good that even though Tremaine is missing this time, you do have some guys that are going out there making plays. And let me just tell you this, Adam. I, obviously, we, we've all talked about how big Tremaine Edmonds was, is. Uh, when I was leaving the locker room on Saturday and obviously he wasn't in pads, like actually being right up close next to the dude, I could not have felt like a smaller human being and I'm already not the tallest guy. So it was just crazy to, to even see how big he is. So when he does get on full pads, is out there, absolute force that, um, you know, he can bring out to the football field. Uh, let's go do some super chats here. I know there's already a, a few that have popped in. Um appreciate everybody being here with us today and sticking with us towards the uh, little bumpy start here. But Logan, $5 saying, if nothing, this team is fast. These guys are hustling more than I've seen in a long time. Yeah, Logan, look, they want to be faster, stronger, longer, right? I mean, and and we're I think we're starting to see that here in year two. At times last year, you saw at least the effort 
mm-hmm. I think was pot, you know, popping through, but defensively, especially once the injuries and the trades all started to add up late in the year, like the talent just wasn't there, but mm-hmm. now you add a bunch of new guys and who are talented, who are longer, who are more athletic to go along with the hits principle that they're all playing with. You know, I think it's, I'm not, in fact, I'm a little confused, honestly, about, you know, how good this defense is right now. And I don't mm-hmm. think we're necessarily going to know until the regular season starts. I'm been cautiously optimistic about a lot of this. And then they come out in that first drive against the Titans and That's can't true, yeah. get a stop to save their lives. But they did have a lot of key players who were out too in that moment. I, I, I remain bullish on the defense, but I'm not entirely sure we're going to know for sure, you know, until the, the actual games get played. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, they were missing, obviously, Demarcus Walker, Yannick Ngakwe, Tremaine Edmonds, Jaquan Brisker. So, yeah, uh, guys at uh, all three levels there. So, it's it's going to be tough. But I think, too, when I talked to Kyler Gordon in the locker room afterwards, big reason why he was getting some those big hits, he, he predicates it to the defense and what Flus wants to see, like running to the football. He's a backside defender on that first play where he just absolutely knocks somebody out. So, I think they're really buying into this. And you're seeing some of the, you know, the big plays kind of happen on the field afterwards. I mean, he knocked two balls out the first series of the game. And that type of, first of all, that type of effort is going to be contagious. And I, I mean, to me, takeaways end up being contagious in the same way hitting can be contagious in baseball. Like, mm-hmm. you, you, yeah. you start to just get that competition going, the confidence, and it's always like, who's going to get the next one? And then, like, in the Lovey Smith days, it was who's going to score the touchdowns once they get the, True, the yeah. ball. And then that's sort of the next step. So I think they are on that way. I think it's a great super chat, just pointing out how fast they are. They're playing faster. Um, they're more athletic. They're longer. I mean, it just even when Jaquan Brisker is not practicing, like, it's a tall-ass safety. <laughs> like tall he, physical safety yes like I he's a agree. big dude so and he's got long levers too so i i think it can be an exciting group that's for sure um let's get to a couple more supers here before we take our first break uh low six 499 shout out to nick for the sweet limited edition bears hoodie raffle yeah, I got that back in, I think, 2018, 2019, but it's um, a limited edition Bears hoodie that's Chema Scandal is the uh, Hispanic artist who inspired it, but it's something that was just collecting dust in my parents' house, completely forgot I had it. I know Bears fans uh, you know, would use that a lot more than, than I would, so definitely go check out just my Twitter, and you can see how you can get it. Yeah, we'll, uh, that's really cool, and we'll uh, we'll save Eric's Super Chat for the next segment because that's going to be our next topic, but we could take Ruben's here. Uh, Ruben C99, $5. Have you seen the video the Bears put out today about the hometown players? If not, I recommend watching it. Great idea from the social media team. Haven't seen it yet. Uh, we've been busy with practice, but uh, looking forward to watching that, and we'll check it out and maybe bring it to tomorrow's show if we have any reaction that we're talking about so but appreciate you you mentioning it all right um time to thank our first sponsor today's show on this monday and that is factor we love factor and now that we're in the thick of summer for us the thick of training camp i know we're looking for wholesome convenient meals to support our sunny active days you probably are too and factors a Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track reaching your goals. If you're too busy with with your summer plans to cook, I know I am. You still want to make sure you're eating well, right? With Factor, you could skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, the prepping, cleaning up. That's the worst part, the cleaning up. Drives me crazy. Uh, But you still get the flavor and the nutritional quality you need. That's where Factor comes in. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy, then get back outside, soak up the warm weather. Uh, If you need an extra boost to support your wellness goals this summer, try Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. They all 
got all kinds of options like that. Head to factormeals.com slash CHGO Bears 50. So that's CHGO Bears 50 on the code. Uh, again, that's factormeals.com slash CHGO Bears 50. Use code CHGO Bears 50 to get 50% off. And again, that's code CHGO Bears 50 at factormeals.com. Go check it out. Yeah, go check out Factor Meals, you guys. And you have to check out FOCO. Get fitted out in the best sports gear around. You can get your hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and literally everything in between. Um, obviously, it's summertime. Baseball season is here. You got your Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need to be ready for a game. And, of course, if you've watched the CHGO Bears show or any of our CHGO shows, it, you, you see the set decorations. FOCO has donated a few awesome pieces for our sets. Go show them some love, and you can do that by going to foco.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. All right. Um, we might have Braggs jumping in here soon. Um, just checking on that real quick. Hey, wait, real quick. Did you guys address that third super chat? I was being bothered here at the office. I didn't. Did you guys talk about the uh, Bears video? This one? Yeah, did we did it. We did okay. it. We just haven't seen it. So mm-hmm. we're going to check yeah. it out after the show. Thanks, Ruben. Appreciate you. Yeah, it's all good. But yeah, Lawrence, see if Braggs can jump on here quickly. All right. um, but, but in the meantime, let's look at Eric's super chat. Yeah. Okay. He has, what is the deal with Nate Davis? I heard some rumblings. He's not a practice guy. Then the weird presser today. Uh, yeah, pressure today was a little weird. Uh, we're going to get into that. Um, but, you know, this practice stuff, I think that that's sort of just speculation based on the fact that he hasn't really practiced since he got here. Um, just a handful of practices, zero padded practices. Whenever he practices for the first time in pads, if that's this week in Indy, then that'll be his first practice with pads on since he became a bear back in March. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't, I honestly don't know what to make of this situation. It's, it's, um, I thought it was not the end of the world, but definitely, somewhat odd that you skip OTAs on a new team. That's just not... Mm-hmm. Sends a weird message to me. I yeah, don't know. It, again, it's voluntary. True. They're allowed to do that. I fully support that. But if you just look at the history of free agents that have signed with a new team, they usually show up to get acclimated to their new team. Mm-hmm. And then in year two, if they want to skip them, whatever. Uh, like even Aaron Rodgers went to Jets OTAs this year yeah. after he got moved over there um so again not the end of the world but that was sort of the first thing then he training camp starts he practices a little and then he's out he comes back for one day he goes out and then like again i'm not even gonna make a big deal out today it's fine but typically you come back from injury you do a press conference you kind of just sort of explain what's going on and he just Every question, including questions that really weren't that invasive about the injury, he was just like, "You got to talk to the coaches and trainers about that." Respectfully, respectfully, you have yeah. to, you have to do that. And you know what? Look, I we don't know what what Nate Davis is going through, whether it's injury, personal things back home, have no idea. But it just, I think every time he doesn't practice, um, you know, even after today's press conference, I think it just creates more questions about Nate Davis and how. And what he can do for this football team, obviously, he says, like, you know, the scheme's one of the reasons why he came here, his ability to move out in space, play physical, things things that he can add to his football team. But he does need to get on the practice field at some point. And, you know, obviously, I think the best intention is for him to be completely healthy and to be out there when he can. But it just there's just a bunch of questions with Nate Davis, and we didn't get much clarification after today's, like, seven-minute press conference. Yeah, and... He acknowledged that it, uh, let me make sure I have the right, I had to close everything earlier. So, um, how did he phrase it where he, I just want to make sure I get it right. That it was a little tough being out. Yeah. Yes. Obviously it's a little tough on me. I'd rather be out there, but it is what it is. It's not the easiest thing. Was the the first question of how his summer has been going, not practicing, and how it's been. But then he just said, respectfully, I just want to move forward. I'm back now. That's all that really matters. So, I don't know. A little bit just seemed a little cryptic. But 
I can jive with him on that last part. You're back mm-hmm. now. But, yeah. And, and but then that's where Grody followed up with a I thought a good question. It's like, okay, you're back now, so we can expect to see you practicing pads on and everything and he was like well that's up to the coaches and trainers and that was a default answer yeah. for a lot of questions there and again uh nate davis back at practice today but did not do team drills and so that's and by the way i'm totally cool with vets that you reach a certain point in the nfl you know what you're doing if you don't practice you don't play in the preseason but you're there week mm-hmm. one and you play well more power to you, man. Got no problem with that at all. I still think about like Robert Quinn last year grinding it out in training camp. Yeah. He was true. out there in that's pads. He, he was, you know, and Eddie Jackson's doing that right now. Like Eddie Jackson has been a workhorse the last two years. He's yeah. been out there in training camp every day grinding. I think he has one practice this year for a personal matter. But, um, I mean, but again, if you show up and you, and you ball out when the season starts – no problem, but again, new team, system similar, which he touched on mm-hmm. today. So there is some carryover from Tennessee, I think. Um, but the other angle to this that's interesting to me is that Jatari Carter's been playing pretty well. Yeah, he has. He's filled in nicely at that position. He's making the most of his opportunities. Um, I'll say this, like... If his teammates don't have, like, obviously, if he physically can't practice, that's one thing. But if he's just not practicing because of what we were just talking about and his teammates are okay with that, then, you know, then it's, we can't, I guess we can't say much more on it, right? But it it would, I just want to see Nate Davis out there with the starting unit. I think that's fair to ask. Like, you want to see what it looks like with all five starters out there, how that unit meshes and he talked he was asked about playing alongside a rookie and he actually did that in Tennessee and he didn't say that was a a big issue but still you just want to see it all five guys and see how it can all you know play out on the football field all right I think we have Braggs coming in uh for a quick moment here to to join the show um maybe he's not ready ready yet there he is how we doing guys hey buddy can you hear me yes we can hear you that's amazing Thanks for breaking the show. <laughs> Last day in Studio H. <laughs> Probably forever. Um, Braggs, what did you make of all this Nate Davis stuff? Yeah, I mean, it, without, you know, it's hard to speculate what's going on personally with him, you know, and it could be anything, right? So you, you, you got to be careful about how hard you criticize what he's been doing. I mean, I think just from a football standpoint, I think it would make the most sense if he was just saying, hey, I'm taking the veteran way and I'm not going to go too hard here at camp and, and preseason and I'll be ready week one. But if it's something more serious than that, then that, that's understandable. You know, I see people speculating on Twitter like, oh, well, he saw how Carter played and, and that got him ready to get his pads back on today. You know, maybe, but we also don't know what's going on in the background, you know? Yeah, I... Uh, it's just... It, you know what... It, it's it's a little bit different, but it's sort of similar. It's just like remember Tevin Jenkins in training camp last year, mm-hmm. where it was just like, what's really going on here? What you know? And then he turned out to play most of the season, and and he was good while he was out there. And I have this suspicion that Nate Davis is gonna be just fine when, when once he gets out there. But um, you know, I heard. Well, we heard from Ryan Poles like towards the end of camp, actually, you know, sort of acknowledge some of the stuff with Tevin and admit that maybe his own communication wasn't great through all. So, like, you, we learned later there was more to that story as it was just sort of cryptic uh, as we were going through it. And maybe that's the case with Nate Davis. Maybe it's not. But, you know, hopefully he gets out there and like Tevin Jenkins plays well because the reality is, this is a $30 million contract he signed. Right. You know, th- like this, this isn't uh for a guard. This was, this was legitimate money. Um, basically averages out to $10 million a year. And this is somebody that they need to, to play and play well. Uh, think about how we viewed this offensive line, how so many people viewed this offensive line going into the off season. And this was the big acquisition to fix that. Yeah, I, I completely. Yeah, I, I get it. It's it's an integral part of this offensive line, and 
it's been hurting all camp that he's not there. So, you know, for them to, you know, let him have this, you know, it's not helping Justin Fields' cause, right? You know, so that that's the other aspect of it too is is the it's hurting reps at camp. You know, continuity on the offensive line is going to be key for this team. And if, you know, the, the more reps he can get, the better. So you hope that he's out there in Indianapolis and you hope, you know, for the for the uh, joint practices and, and you hope he's out there for the preseason game. Yeah. But again, that's up to the coaches and trainers. We'll just have to we'll yep. just have to find out uh, to see what their plan for him is. And again, I I have a suspicion that once the season comes around, it'll be all right. Um, meanwhile, Jatiri Carter is getting valuable reps. I thought he played pretty well on Saturday. Um, and so that's, that's always the upside or the uh, bright side. I should say, right. The silver lining when somebody's out missing this much practice time is sometimes you get a young guy emerge. And actually the one answer that Nate Davis did give today, that seemed like a legitimate answer to some of the questions was when Carter's name came up and he was like, that dude's awesome, man. And he's been playing well. And so I guess you can at least feel good about that. Yeah. I mean, he was way down the field on one of those screen passes. I, I kind of get the two confused because they were so similar. But he that was the Herbert one there. where he, he got involved in that. Yeah. He was the furthest one downfield, you know. And and when you talk about somebody putting the super chat about these guys flying around and hits philosophy, that that was put put on full display right there with Jatiree Carter. So you know, we talked a lot about all these different things that had translated from what we saw at training camp to the game, but that was the one thing that I think was different of the preseason game. We hadn't seen this offensive line play as well as it has up until that preseason game. And at training camp, they've they've been getting beat quite a bit. So to see all these guys across the board play as well as they did it was a great step in the right direction and something different than what we've seen from camp. By the way, CSGO Bears training camp coverage is brought to you by the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. Learn more at comed.com slash poweringbiz. Now, I saw this question come up a little bit on social media, and sometimes the answer is just as simple as the money, and it is. Um, but the idea, that does Nate Davis need to be worried by the fact that just Tyree Carter is playing well? $30 million contract. I think almost 20 million of it's guaranteed. The guy's going to play. He's going to be on the field uh, if he's healthy, but let's also not forget that Carter is a Ryan Poles draft pick and somebody that they, you know, especially Poles being an offensive lineman is probably going to take pride in developing. So, um, at the very least, I think maybe you're starting to see some, some, Opt same thing which we were talking about the defensive ends earlier. Some maybe unexpected depth start to emerge here in training camp that I th I think is encouraging. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's definitely encouraging. I and like I said, like you said, he's he's a Ryan Poles guy. They've put him in and when Tevin's been hurt, they've put him in here with Nate Davis been out. So he's obviously their swing guard. You got a guy that's a swing center between Cody and Lucas Patrick being interchangeable in that regard. So you've got a little bit of quality depth there when it comes to those guys. So that that's a, that's a that's a really good thing. What have you seen from Jatiri Carter? Good. Th he's on the field. Yeah. He's on the field, you guys. So I mean, I think for a guy what a late round draft pick last season and to come in here with the first team and not you you're not calling out Carter is like the issue here. And you know he got downfield on the what was it the Khalil Herbert screen pass that went for a deep touchdown so you're seeing him get to his landmarks and you know again just really make the most of his opportunity developing as a later round draft pick that's always uh great to see yeah all right well um meanwhile the other thing i wanted to talk about just from practice today uh everybody's fan favorite roshan johnson got some reps with the ones today now i don't want to overblow this too much at tristan ebner has gotten some reps mm -hmm. here and there with the ones too during camp and he was not out there today so I think it's probably as simple as that, but it still says something that he was in there. I have wondered, like when somebody asked me, who's going to be as much as your guy brags, David Montgomery, the one thing that even you have to give him credit for was when you needed the yards and tight, tight spaces, he was usually get it for you, right? 
Yes, I'll give him some credit. Okay, so who's going to be that guy for the Bears? And I think it's a fair question. Um, and I don't know if it's going to be Roshan Johnson or not, but I think he's got a chance to sort of carve out that niche as as the guy who's going to pick up what I like to call the dirty yards when you just you, you need one and a half on one. You, you know, you need to pick up three when it's third and two. Um, and so maybe his yards per carry doesn't end up being as high as Khalil Herbert's, but you're still moving the chains and that's what you want to see. So just thought it was interesting that at least in today's practice, he got some of those opportunities encouraging for the rookie. Yeah. And I think there was a, I can't remember exactly what practice it was you guys, but it was, it was recently where he did get a chance with the ones it was a short uh, line to gain situation picks up the first down and if he's running like he did in the preseason where he's running over guys and getting to the second level like the Bears coaching staff is going to have to look at him as an option just that that physical presence and if you know pass blocking is also going to be I think one of his strengths as he keeps developing as a running back so yeah Roshan Johnson maybe he can carve out a role early on as being that third down get that yardage type of back but as he continues to learn this offense get the trust of Getze Justin Fields and and you know the rest of that coaching staff you might be and you know end up seeing a little bit more of number 30 out there so and I think would be a good thing for this offense yeah and you see Eric Forsell in the chat saying a lot of it comes to his comes up to his blocking ability to me and I, I brought it up a couple times here in the last week, but Tom Thayer had this clip they put on social media where he he said that Roshan Johnson's one of the best blocking running backs he's ever seen come out of college. And I don't think Tom Thayer lives in the world of hyperbole like Meatball Braggs does. Like I, I, I think he legitimately feels that way. And if that's the case, and we all know he had that reputation coming out of college, but if that's the case, that's going to vault him. Because we all know Khalil Herbert's going to be the leading running back week one. But that, I think the more interesting question is who's going to be the lead running back in December, you know, and, and Roshan is the type of guy that if he can play to what his potential could be from what we're seeing, he's the type of guy that could wear a defense down, you know, and, and he's just one of those tough runners. I mean, even the one, the 20 yard run, it's not like a 20 yard scamper. He got skinny through a hole and, and went through like six, seven guys. And granted it was third string, second string, however you want to phrase it, but it's very, very promising. And then he's exhibiting good hands and, and the maturity. We talk about his character. The one day he dropped a pass, the next day he was the first player on the field. It's normally Elijah Hicks. And that day it was it was Roshan Johnson because the next day he realized, I, I got to get better at this. So he just kind of shows all these things that were what were hyped up about him when we drafted him. Yeah, I think he's an ex extremely intriguing player, and obviously um, this is the time to get a good look at him, right, the mm -hmm. preseason. So we'll see if uh, his reps go up this week. Uh, maybe he'll get more against the ones if he or versus ones, and if he does, he'll you know it'll he'll be going up against a different team. So it'll be a good test for him down in Indy. Um, Braggs, you're welcome to stick around if you want. Um, just going to take some some of our final super chats and uh, a couple. I have a couple of things here from today to get to, but uh, CHO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company. We love Goose Island, Chicago's beer since 1988. Goose IPA, six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer fest always in style citrus aroma bold hop finish they got the tropical beer hug dry hopped imperial ipa 9.9 percent alcohol on that one 312 wheat ale nick's rocking the that was a great choice by you today the goose island windbreaker with the rain yeah they, they came in handy today because it was raining um and you know goose island's got my back and you know obviously has your, your it should be your beverage of choice when you're looking for something to drink i love the full pocket pills i've been drinking it all summer grab ultra fresh brew exclusive beers at goose island's original brew house on Clybourne avenue in lincoln park or from their tap room on fulton street in west town goose island beer company chicago's beer Go check out Goose Island, you guys. And, of course, we are really excited to also partner with our friends at Circle K. You can check out your local Circle K for the best coffee, beer, and snack selection, and, of course, premium gas. And always look out for those freebies and giveaways down the road. Circle K always has you covered with those types of things. And, again, if you're going on a road trip or if you're going to Indy, like, you know, the, the CHO Bears crew will be doing in a couple days. Of course, we're going to stop by our Circle K to get our favorite snacks. They also have the best deals you ever gotten and. You know, they're going to have those go-to pickups. For me, it's probably a couple of energy drinks and probably some, you know, beef jerky or something like that. And, of course, 
Um, I'm going to go to Circle K to do that. But again, we just want to say thanks to Circle K for sponsoring CHGO. You can visit the nearest Circle K to pick up all your favorite finds. And uh, with the indoor practice today, we did not need our Shady Rays. A lot of rain today, but going down to Indy definitely will. Look at the weather forecast. Shady Ray is going to get us through these practices in Indianapolis. You want to take on the sun with gear built to last. That's what Shady Rays does. They have you covered for this warm weather with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company offering a world-class product just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn. Durable frames, extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures, and that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked wear your shady rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase exclusive for our listeners shady rays is giving out their best deal of the season go to shadyrays.com use code chgo for 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over two hundred fifty thousand people Greg, you were looking good in those shady rays over there. Could uh put you up for the billboard that's exactly you. how you want to look representing those shady rays there Thank you. And if I left my my black shady raids at your house, had them, just let me know because I'm looking for them. <laughs> oh, I did not. Oh, I have not seen any. I'm not seeing. Are they just okay. black on black? Yeah, the new ones uh, I got. They're probably here somewhere. I'll find them. And if I can't find them, Shady Rays is going to replace them. That's the beautiful that's right. thing about there Shady Rays. That's what they do. That's what they do. All right. Um. Okay, I want to talk about Andrew Billings' nickname. I don't know if we still have that uh, tweet that we can pop up that I shared earlier, but whether we can or not, um, I did not know. Good pickup by you in the middle of practice, mm-hmm. Nick. Yeah, there it is. That's So Nick heard somebody, um, David Overstreet, defensive backs coach, call him juggernaut, Andrew Billings, juggernaut. And that is his nickname. And I just wanted to point out here that if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the photo that Nick posted here of uh, Andrew Billings. And if there was a human being named Juggernaut that looked at me that way, I would just run away. Absolutely. And it's a perfect (laughs) nickname, too. If you watch X-Men, the Juggernaut's this gigantic human being who has super strength and you you can't really defeat him. And Andrew Billings, I asked him, like, do you like that nickname? And he said... The way I see it, a nose guard in a defense, no matter if it's a pure read or, you know, attack, you're in the middle of the defense. You got to hold it down no matter what that A gap has to be there and can't nothing come through. Well, that's that's basically the juggernaut. If you ever watch X-Men, nothing can go through him. And Andrew Billings in today's practice, he was getting low and, you know, driving back some of the opposing offensive linemen. So I think it's a really fitting nickname. I love it. They're, they're doing pretty good with the. The nickname Spider-Man, Marvel. There's a button. There's a Marvel uh, kind of Spider-Man Juggernaut, but then the Mako Shark for. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, for Jaquan Brisker. Brisker, that's right. I'm liking the nicknames though. Yeah. I wonder if that was a flu because the Flus gave Gordon his nickname. I wonder who gave the Juggernaut to. That's the thing about nicknames; they got to be natural. You can't force them. No, no. Juggernaut's great. Yeah, I love that. Juggernaut's a good one. Andrew Billings. I've been high on him since they drafted him. I love it. Um, I did have to last, laugh, though, because was, wasn't it Flus last week that they gave him credit for how much he's changed his body? Yes. And then he got asked <laughs> about that today and then pushed on how much weight he's actually lost. And he was like, ah, oh, four pounds. He's like, it makes a difference. Though, it makes but, a difference. Yeah, but hey, uh, he needs to be that big. He's just, look, he's just built different from him and, uh, who is it? Um, Bell. Or the, the seventh round draft pick. I don't know why I'm like forgetting. Oh, Travis Bell. Travis Bell. Yeah. yeah. They're they're kind of built very similarly, yeah. more horizontal. And <laughs> you need to have those guys that are just going to fill those gaps and drive opposing offensive linemen back. But uh, good for Andrew Billings working on his body and driving out low and being able to push offensive linemen back. All right. I know we have at least one more super chat to, th- to, throw, um, to throw up here. It's a good question. Richard. $5 CHGO fan meetup in Indy. Love the idea. Here's the problem with Indy. Um, the practices are night. So we've been out late. Yeah. <laughs> we've been, loud, I've been out late in Indy before there, Adam. So you could find uh, Nick and Braggs out at uh, Prime 47 until 3 a.m. <laughs> no. Um, 
because we're not actually staying in Indy either because the, everything's out. It's true. In that town called Westfield. Uh, Richard, love the idea though. We'll uh, we'll we'll put our heads together see if we can figure out something. Um, I mean, we know Carm will meet him anywhere. Richard, just yeah, just at Carm and you'll yeah. you'll find he'll he'll meet you up. You know, he'll probably you know, drive. Won't. He'll drive to your house probably and just yeah. knock on the door. Nick will say he will, but then he won't because you know, bears yeah. and quiet that whole thing. <laughs> but uh, facts, I, I'm sure Carm would. That's a good point. Yep. Um, but we love we love it. And uh usually on the road we try to find a way to mute. But or just say this too. At practices we could probably definitely find you mm-hmm. and say hello. Sure. That's probably the easiest place to do it. I see uh Lucas Patrick being brought up in the comments a lot here and totally understand it. But the reality is Lucas Patrick was not signed to the same amount of money as Nate Davis. And for Whoever it is in there saying, why don't we talk about Lucas Patrick like we're talking about Nate Davis? Well, that's one reason. But also, we did talk about Lucas Patrick all last year and when it was the same situation when he wasn't out there uh, and he was struggling to be on the field. Mm-hmm. Like, we did do all that. And now they've si- they've literally already signed his replacement because Lucas Patrick was moved to a backup role. Yeah. And now that guy's hurt, too. So I totally understand Lucas Patrick. It's been an issue. He hasn't been practicing either. And... He's quite frankly in that conversation we were just bringing up with Jatiree Carter pushing a little bit. Like I, it would be Lucas Patrick who should maybe be worried about that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, the guy can't get down the field. He hasn't practiced and he was supposed to be your center. And now he's playing an entirely new position than what he was brought here to do. So I don't know. For Lucas Patrick, like you look back at some of the signings and it, maybe it's too early, but. That one's not panning out the way that I think Ryan Poles and the Spurs coaching staff envisioned when they when they signed him. Right. All right. Um, anyway, for a Monday where it was raining and the weather wasn't great, uh, still an interesting day, and uh, glad we were able to bring you uh, what we could from today's. Uh, I had a nice conversation too with uh, Yannick Ngakwe about coffee. And how'd that go? It was good. I was I introduced him to cafecito. Ooh. Not that it's available in the House Hall Media room, but I was just telling them that's a, it's a good way to if go. If you want that real boot. So a few years ago when the Super Bowl was in Miami, um, there was like usually the host committee will have like um, the local whatever like travel, you know, visit Florida.com or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Like we'll be there. Like I think anyway, they're usually giving out like pastries and coffee or whatever to the media there. And they had espresso. And like when you want to get through those days of Radio Row, you lived it last year. Mm-hmm. You need some boost like that. We had coffee this year, uh, this past year in Arizona, Arizona they had some yeah. available too. But this was okay. I'll take an espresso because I like drinking espresso. It's actually what I drink when I wake up instead of coffee. Um, and I took a sip and I was like, "Whoa! Like, is it what? What else is in here? Because this is more than just espresso. <laughs> and it is Cuban espresso, which uh-huh. they also call cafecito. It's got a lot of sugar in it too." And that's why it tastes so damn good. But you also like, you almost feel like jittery after you take it. You're like ready to run through a wall doing radio row stuff. Like so a juggernaut. Okay. Right. I, I so, like that. I like that. You know, I'll try it. I don't know if Yannick Ngakwe is a pregame coffee guy, but maybe he goes with the cafecito. Five sacks guaranteed. The chop block move is going to be even yeah. more effective when he t- drinks that. Exactly. Um, I like Yannick Ngakwe. So do I. He's, he's been, he's a, he's a cool, I think he's just a cool dude. Like if you just listen to him talk, like, yeah. he's got those, that, those cool man vibes. Definitely and, veteran confidence. Yes. Yeah. And he knows his history. Like just some of the, he was referencing like Warren Sapp today for mm-hmm. the, um, for the inside guys that can yeah. you know do some of those uh, inside moves. Yeah. No, he's a football historian. Well-versed in the, in football. I think he was in a Hogue Bears mock draft when he came out of Maryland. Oh. I have to go back and look. I really liked him coming out. I remember that. So all these years later, he's back. He is on the Bears, finally. Um, all right. Let's see here. A couple more Super Chats, at least one more. Then we'll get out of here. And, yes, we do have something to promote. Zach, 499 Super Chat. Nick made a comment on Saturday about what they served at Hallis. I had the last aluminum foil wrapped hot dog in the press box when I went up to go get it. It was it was literally just a sad hot dog, you guys. And I brought my lunch, and I forgot they don't have a microwave. So it was a sad hot dog. Oh, so you brought a lunch and they didn't have a microwave. And so I ate my lunch cold, and they had a sad hot dog. So 
Indy. We're going to be in Indy this weekend. Yeah, but Indy's where the hot dog laden press conf, uh, press box is, according to John Fox. This predates you. Oh, okay. But he was ripping in his way of always subtly showing disrespect for reporters, was saying that all we do is sit up there and eat hot dogs. <laughs> okay. Um, not from, so- from Soldier Field. Yeah. So the hot dog laden press box. Um, Bear Truth 9, any thoughts on Bryce Young's first outing? Haven't caught up on it quite yet. Same. Yeah, sorry. sorry. I, I saw a little bit of CJ Stroud. I saw uh, all of Jordan Love, mm-hmm. which we talked about the other day. He was fine. Definitely missed a wide open third and seven that he's got to hit. Trey Lance I watched a little bit of. I heard that was bad. I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, it was uh, There was definitely a – I mean, he should have yeah. been picked off a couple times, but oh, yeah. Trey Lance. All right. Um, real quick, for anybody who's not going to be in Indy, Cubs Sox this week at Wrigley, and we have a Crosstown Series takeover. There are still tickets available to this. Um, the White so- We did this at the White Sox game a couple weeks ago with uh, when the Cubs played the White Sox at U- – uh, I almost called it U.S. Cellular Field. Guaranteed right field. Um I forgot what it was called because I haven't been there all year. Same. Because why would I? Um, but those that did go to it, they had a great time. I know it was really hot that night, but the uh, pictures and the video looked awesome. Well, we're doing it again, running it back Wednesday night, uh, 7.05. There are still some tickets available for this, so go to allcsgo.com. Find our events page. You can still get tickets for it. There's a few tickets left. Uh, they're going fast, though, so make sure you, if you want to hang out with our CSGO crew, it's way more than just our baseball guys. Uh, the only reason we're, we usually have some of our football guys there, too, but we're going to be down at Indy. That's the only reason we won't be, but um Jump on the train. Go enjoy some baseball at Wrigley on Wednesday night. And also, we have our golf outing still coming up. This is very important because we were told this morning that uh, all sales for the uh, golf outing will close Friday. Um, so, fr- so this coming Friday is when we have to wrap up our sales. Like, Make sure the golf course knows how many people are going to be there. But CSGO Kickoff Classic, it's coming up Friday, August 25th. It's under two weeks away. Really excited about it. 9 a.m. shotgun start. This is at Cog Hill number two, which I've never played Cog Hill. I am really excited about it. And uh, everybody who signs up and joins us will have an opportunity to get one of those CHGO pins and aces shirts as well. Those will be available for purchase, and those look amazing. So come join us. Come play golf with us. Come watch Greg Bregg's Jr. shoot over 100. <laughs> Hi, Greg. Which technically you can't do because I believe it's a scramble. Exactly. We're but you'll still gonna, manage to do it. Find out about me on Thursday. Yeah. I hope. But some rain. the scramble, I got a good crew with me, so they're going to pick me up. Yeah, there's some rain in the forecast Thursday, so Uh-oh. I'm a little, little Don't nervous. Say the R word. Well, the oh. rain word. Oh. <laughs> it's R wording outside right now. Yeah. As we talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely is. All right, guys. Uh, again, apologies for the technical difficulties at the beginning. It was definitely all of Greg Braggs' fault. Um, and if it's not his fault, it was Carm's fault. And it probably was none of their faults. We still don't really know what happened. But, hey, technology. That guy's <laughs> fault. It is that guy's fault. Look at that guy. He's he's so upset he's not here. Softball he, just got canceled, so maybe that's the face. that. that but he wasn't going to be at softball anyway. Yeah, but he, he lives and breathes the softball, and he was hoping our CHO would go out and get a victory without him. But Carm sabotages the show. That's what I think. That's what I'm rolling with. I think it happened. For some reason, he was still in our morning meeting today, even though he was, <laughs> he was. at camp. Dedication. That's where he is. He's at camp. Carm. He goes to camp. Hey, give us a like. Appreciate you being here. Hit subscribe. Send the show to a friend. Appreciate you guys. Uh, we want to keep building this channel up. So as many new subscribers as you guys can help us get, helps us grow the show. And uh, I'll just quickly say as we close out here, I was blown away by the support over the weekend for a preseason mm-hmm. game. Thank you so much. The views were off the charts. You guys are great. The interaction uh, as we broke the game down, both pregame and postgame. And we'll do it all again this week from Indy as well. Tomorrow, no show. We are off. We're heading down Wednesday morning for practices. We will be there Wednesday, Thursday. They are night practices, so those shows will be late night. 
late night edition of CHGO Bears wrapping it all up for you uh, with those joint practices and then we'll preview the game and give you all the coverage to pre and post for Bears Colts this and week. of course are we are we doing uh, bad tomorrow is that happening where's Bragg? oh yeah that is happening Bragg's? Oh. bad after dark sorry I, I've, uh, <laughs> it's happening. Bragg's logo is over my face. <laughs> yes, we will have a, a water cooler. <laughs> we'll have the Bears after dark tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. Will DeWitt will be joining me uh, to talk some Bears. Maybe get Will's thoughts on on the preseason game and 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 uh, looking ahead to the joint practices. Have a little fun. I'm and excited to see Will in in Indy. Yeah, we're going to see Will and Andy because he lives down there. So we're going to – Will's going to be part of the crew this week. And you know what else I'm going to do? For all the people that are in the chat right now, the first two people that DM me on Twitter, I have one ticket for each of you to go to the Wednesday practice in Indianapolis if you're able to make it. So if you're able to make it and you want to go Wednesday night – I have two individual. I'm going to give two. Instead of giving two to one person, I'm going to give one to two people. Spread the love a little bit. There you All go. Right. And that's, a, that's a DM on Twitter at you got Bragg's Jr. Go, 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 go. 23. You got to come on my spitter, uh, Twitter spaces and and be up till 2 in the morning with us. No, I'm kidding. Just DM me. Sounds terrible. <laughs> Braggs, we love you. Appreciate you. Lawrence, thanks for saving the day today. Uh you're, you're okay. at, at chgo underscore bears on twitter follow us find us uh at nicholas moriano for him at adam hogue for me again off tomorrow we're back wednesday from indianapolis late wednesday night cannot wait it's gonna be a fun week I'll talk to you then The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.